Hello there and welcome to episode 75 of The Tech Box. My name's James Honeyball and with me is Dave Rich. Hi Dave. Hello James Honeyball, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, long time no speak. How's well, life been treating you? It's not that long actually, I checked back April. So April, May, June, two or three months, I, I think that's pretty good. That is pretty good. I think we just need an asterisk after the sort of, um, you know, regular podcast on things. It's just uh, a podcast on things that comes out every now and again. Busy lives. Busy lives. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Okay, well, obviously lots has happened since we last chatted, not least of which you've managed to uh, play with some Android toys. Yeah, a uh, good friend Mark. Uh, he's been uh, he well he loaned me a Samsung S twenty two Ultra. Um, so my first experience with that. I think I've had the S twenty twos over this year, and then last year I had the again the normal S twenty one. I had the S twenty one. Was it the FE? I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm usually a lower end sort of Samsung guy if I am, uh, because I think the Ultras are just more, slightly too expensive up there um but i've had the opportunity i've had it uh, i think it was a couple of weeks i've played with it. again I, he, early on in the year he lent me the fold three as well i think we discussed oh, that right. last time um last time i was on so yeah i've uh, been playing all things samsung um, it's very trusting to lend you these uh, devices because the s22 ultra is pretty much the top of the top isn't it Kid gloves, kid gloves. No, so I was more nervous with the Fold Three than I was the uh, the S Twenty Two Ultra. Yeah, because um, with the Fold, you risk damaging it just by using it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you only have to look at it slightly wrong, and you feel like that's it. It's a goner. But the yeah, the S Twenty Two Ultra again, a bit more confident with it. Uh, used it in many different situations. Um, yeah, I, I, I effectively I shut off my iPhone for the whole of the uh, whole of the week. And uh, used uh, the uh, Samsung. How did you find it then? Were you sort of persuaded by the end of it? or? So, let's start good points. So I, I could use it full time. It's a really nice screen. The screen on it is absolutely amazing. I think yeah, it's everything that Samsung has. Yeah, as, but yeah it, it, it's the best, isn't it? I, I love Samsung screens. I love the vivid colours. I love the, the way they pop. So... Really, really happy with that. Liked Android. I, I do like and, um, Samsung's One UI. I, ha- I like it on the other devices. Again, I really like it on this. Very similar to iPhone, um, to be perfectly honest. I think they're all much muchness now. However, it gives you a bit more freedom. Uh, so, running things like uh, Game Boy emulators and, and the likes. So, uh, I, I, I dove head first into it. I really, uh, really did enjoy it. Obviously, a large amount of RAM for that device. Um, cameras were really, really nice. My my grumble, I'm going to quibble because it, it wasn't paint plain sailing. And Mark assures me this is not like common among the ultra because he's I think he's got about four or five of them at the moment, something like that. But um, I I very much noticed for me in my use case it's stuttering and stalling a lot. Mm. I even I even sat down and I, I tweaked it. I watched the YouTube videos and I don't know whether it was because it was a 128 gig version and it's got lower RAM threshold, but let's say I'm doing something on my iPhone and I, I can flick from one screen to the next. You never see any slowdown, do you? Um, not, no. Yeah, 120 hertz uh, refresh rate up to. Um, it's smooth as butter. Again, 120 hertz refresh rate on the Samsung. My, I found multitasking, going from app to app, 
it would stutter. It was almost like, uh, you know, when you're using a, a computer, potentially, and you're going from one application to the next, and it... Back in the days of the normal mechanical hard drives, you know, it had to think about it and then yeah. did it. Or yeah, yeah it, it really, really was quite stirring. And again, speaking with Mark, he can't reproduce this on his. Speaking with Leon and a few other people as well, it doesn't seem to be the norm. So it must be something that I'm running on it on my particular config or the way it's set up. But it, it just doesn't. It, it got a bit frustrating in the end because there was a notable lag that. It was slowing me down. Not that I'm super fast, but you know when you're switching, I'll just copy paste from here into there, into there, into there, and and it sort of misses a beat, and you're one step ahead, and it just mm. catches you off guard. I mean, don't get me wrong, absolutely nothing uh, disastrous. Easily use that as my main phone any day of the week. Um, it was just something I noticed uh, coming from the uh, Pro Ma- the iPhone 13 Pro Max. But again, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great, actually. I love that screen. That screen is a YouTube fan's dream. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, camera's great. It's a different type of workflow. I find that Android and One UI, <sighs> I'm... It's probably because I'm very set in my workflow. I'll take a photo, I'll maybe open it with this, I'll do it with that. It's just, it seems like there's more menus involved on the on Android than there is on iPhone. Um, and again, it's probably just because I've tweaked it and configured the iPhone over many, many years. Um, I just find there's a few extra layers that you have to go through, but those extra layers pretty much enable you to do things that you might not ordinarily be able to do on the iPhone. Yeah. So, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But yeah, so overall then, on the S22 Ultra, out of 10, what would you give uh, it? 10, I'd probably say 8 or 9. And again, I would love to be the sort of user that is able... I was I got very much into Mr. Mobile's videos while I was watching this, in my head dreaming of being this super mobile road warrior where I use decks and it's my only phone and I'm that important that I'm out for days doing this and that and all that sort of good stuff you could easily use it for that and there must be users out there like that Uh, would I love to be one I'd love to be one of them users James and it to be my only device and cast away a laptop and just plug it into a screen and oh the deck's life yeah Yeah, it'd be be really nice Uh, but then the thousands of notes I've got in Apple's notes, I've got to try and get across. There's all sorts of drama, but yeah, nice As device. Someone that I can uh, put you in contact with, he's got quite good at moving between uh, Android and iOS and vice versa. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that afterwards. He's got a dedicated workflow, I'm sure. Yeah. So other Androids that you've been looking at uh, include the Pixel 6. Now, I think probably a couple of episodes ago, I would have given my rant on the Pixel 6 being sort of boring, heavy, um, not as good as the Pixel 5, and I kind of hated it, but how, how did you find it? So this is, I think this is the second Pixel 6 I had. Again, I was, it, wasn't, it wasn't mine. I was setting it up for, a, I think it was a family member. It's a few months ago now. There's a lot that's been happened in, in between, but I, I, um, I got to have time with it. Again, as I said, I've, I've had one before. I love the devices, you know. They're not that big. I'm a big phone user. iPhone 13 Pro Max is a big phone and I don't generally use that with a case um, so I don't get any extra bulk and it's not big it's a it's a productivity device James but the, I love that that Pixel 6 I again give me an S22 Ultra or Pixel 6 I'll probably take the Pixel 6 to be perfectly honest the screen's lovely again you can put it in that boost sort of saturated coloured mode 
Android is very, very flexible, and I never got any of the slowdown that I did with the S22. It just seemed very iPhone-like fluid, iPhone-esque fluid levels. I'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, um, people do seem to um, have some special source. I always used to think it was related to them purchasing HTC, um, who I always thought had some special source licensed from uh, Apple from the settlement back in the day. But that was that's complete speculation in terms of how uh, uh, Google managed to make their pixels nice and smooth. Probably, well, historically, yeah, I, th- I think it used to be that the pixels used to be the smoothest. I'm not sure that they are now. Um, I would say if the S22 had, let's say, 10 steps to do something, I'd say the uh, the Pixel devices probably can sum that up in about six or seven. Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like menu, less. There's more menus to delve into on the Samsung, and to let's say I want to share a photo, there just seems to be a, a few more steps involved. Mm. Um, I, I do like the Pixel Six, I really do, and I've got no hankering, or I had no hankering for a Pixel Six Pro. Uh, again, the first time around, the Pixel Six was was all I needed. Um, yeah, I, I I like Android, I really do. I like the uh, the flexibility it gives me. Again, I, I like the fact that I can sit there playing the emulators on there. Um, I can open up a, a SSH shell or with, with, without having to be really restricted about uh, which app I download from the App Store and license and all that sort of stuff. It's just a, a bit more. A bit more playful, I think. Mm. But do, um, you, do you have a... So a lot of people try and only have an iPhone or only have an Android at any one time. They'll only have one phone. I mean, generally speaking, I do tend to... Probably less these days. These days, I just go out, I go out with my iPhone and I, I probably don't take a second phone just because the iPhone's got such good battery life these days. Um, and I'm not compelled... Uh, well, I'm not compelled to take out and Android as well, because nor- sometimes you do that because the camera was unique on the Android, and now the ca- the camera on the camera setup on the iPhone is so flexible now and so powerful. There's just no need to sort of take anything out but the iPhone on a day-to-day basis. So generally now I can be just a single phone person when I'm going out. But in terms of just like having an Android on the side to play about with, I always have one. Uh, on the side to play about with is, is that the same for you as well yeah so again i i i was moving around and i can never justify having the latest and greatest sat there because the iphone it does everything i need to it's signed to every single account that i want under the sun everything's loaded on it i'm entrenched in apple mail um apple notes everything is icloud so I'm not going to be without an iPhone. It's it's easy to pick that up when I go out because I can pay for shopping, open banking, all that. However, I do like to play with um, the Android side of things, and I do like the emulators and stuff. So what I've actually got at the moment is a Pixel 3 XL, uh, and uh, again, that's lost support. So it runs Android 12, but it's lost um, security updates, etc. So I've just put put Lanage 19.1 on there. So, again, it, it runs perfectly nice. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's not super fast, and you can notice the odd uh, stutter when transitioning from one app to the other. Um, but for playing Game Boy emulators and all that sort of good stuff and playing with Android, it satisfies that Android craving. You know the one that goes, gosh, I'm bored of this iPhone at the moment. Yeah. Let me Let me go out and get a Pixel 6. Yeah. I don't need to because I can pick it up and I'm still able to do anything modern on it, albeit... Just a little bit slower, if that makes sense, yeah. application-wise. 
Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, if you wanted to test out an Android app or want to play a game on Android or whatever it might be, you've got a Pixel 3 XL with Lineage sort of ready. Yeah, and the screen's lovely on that, to be fair. It's really st- stood the test of time. Yeah. Um, it's a nice screen. Really nice, actually. It's got the bucket notch, I remember everyone calling it. Um but, yeah, apart yeah. from that bucket, it was a pretty <laughs> sound device, and I quite like. I had the three normal, and I did like that phone. I did that like f- that phone a lot. That that fingerprint center still to this day is lightning fast on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's night and day. I say after having the Samsung and and again the Pixel Six and trying to unlock it and the pause while it reads your fingerprint on the screen or the Face ID. That's it's like all the it's like when you try and combine multiple unlocking methods, they seem to clash. Sometimes it's like, they do. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll go to open it the with the. Uh, Face Samsung's version of Face ID, but it won't have recognised me. So then I have to do the finger, or I'll go to do the finger, but it's already transitioning because of the face, and and that causes a little bit of a stutter or slowdown. Yeah. Whereas the three XL, boom, straight in every single time. I mean, I do sometimes push the front of the phone <laughs> by accident, thinking there's an under screen fingerprint sensor or something in there. But uh, if I remember that it's actually on the back, <laughs> then it is straight in, no messing and. Um, it's pretty good. Obviously, I can't use it for Google Pay or anything like that uh, because it's been rooted in order to put the lineage on and it doesn't like that. But, um, yeah, I was using Google Pay on the Pixel 6 and Samsung and it, it was a bit hit and miss, actually, to be fair. It was very hit and miss, I found, using it. In what I, sense, in terms of accuracy of the NFC connection or whether it ended up asking you to put your card in? It, it would it would just fail the transaction. So it, it would go through all the motions on the phone, the phone would do it, but then the reader would not have accepted it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, never, I go everywhere with my Apple Watch. I pay for everything with the Apple Watch. Don't take a wallet with me anywhere yeah, anymore. Yeah. Never have any problem with them. So I thought with my week off... I, fortunately, I kept the Apple Watch on my arm because it's cellular anyway. But not that that matters for the app for um, Apple Pay anyway. Um, but I kept it on my arm because I'm just obviously I don't take a wallet. I'm so used to being able to pay. Um, it was like leaving my wallet at home and taking the watch off. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Google Pay can't really seem to get on with it. And I've got no idea why it wasn't working either. But it was one of those things. It's it's very finicky to troubleshoot, isn't it? It, it either works and it works fine, yeah, or it fails. You can't stand there for no, a given got, period of time and troubleshoot it. Yeah, as soon as as soon as any uh, contactless transaction fails, it's like panic stations. Right, I need to get the card out, get the card into the machine, and not worry about why it failed. Basically. Yeah, well, I was literally cancel transaction on the screen and just fall back to the watch straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Worked every time. And would that have been backed up by the same card as well, or was it a different card? Same cards, loaded all the same cards on Google Pay. It was very odd. Uh, I, to be yeah. honest, on my, I've only got Google Pay set up on my Pixel 5, I think, because uh, that's kind of like my main Android, in inverted commas. Um, but that's never caused me a problem. Hmm. You know, I've never had a problem paying with that. Um, and I never have a problem. Never have a problem paying with um, Apple Pay either. But the when I say I've never had a problem, occasionally it will say not accepted. Put your card in or whatever. But I'm uh, accepting that as part of the regular use. Do you know what I mean? Because I get that from Apple Pay as well. Sometimes it'll say it'll just say now with this. We're a little bit suspicious of this transaction. Put your card in. I'm very. I'm, I'm, I can't say I ever have that on Apple Pay. And I, maybe it's because I, I do it 
for every transaction. Yeah. And, I, and I've paid thousands with Apple Pay. I think, you know, uh, cars and things. I okay. switched my Barclay. I was, um, I had a Barclay card that had no benefits. It was literally just a credit card, vanilla, you know, nothing at all on it. And I just said, my, said to myself, well, there's no point having a, a credit card that's got no benefits. Do you know what I mean? So I changed that up for an Avios points generating Barclay card. And so I loaded that new card up on my uh, iPhone. And certainly for the first couple of weeks, there was definitely a, a lot, you know, a few failures where it said, no, put the card in. And that's why mm. I think that's acceptable. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. you're you, using you, the new card in a new scenario. It's learning. It, if you're a new customer as well, etc. Yeah. So they have no historical data, do they? I, yeah. I, I, I get that. Uh, again, I... I don't experience that, but I'm using the same cards. But Google Pay, it would just, it wouldn't do anything. It's not like it was declining or anything. The phone thought it had been read, the, but the terminal just didn't think it had been read. And mm, that's not great. No. Uh, so, as we have uh, not recorded for a few weeks, I've obviously managed to make my way through about 300 Xiaomi phones. Of course, it goes without saying. So we'll now move on to the Xiaomi section of the podcast. I've got Google at the ready, so I can have a look at each individual device, even though they're probably all identical. There's some similarities. <laughs> so we'll start off with uh, the 12 Pro. Okay, let's so Google. Google on the go. Google on the go. Uh, the 12 Pro. So essentially, this is the follow-up to one of my favourite phones of last year, which was the Mi 11. Okay. So I reckon that the Mi 11 is the fastest and smoothest and least laggy Android that I've ever used. And the initial thoughts when using the 12 Pro were, which should have, in theory, be faster and better all around. It's a very incremental update, but you'd expect it to be incrementally better at pretty much everything. Um, and I found it to be janky, you know, laggy, dropping frames on the animation, um, not as fast, not as pleasurable to use, not as smooth. It was a bit of a shock. And I originally I'm thinking, well, is this just my brain having rose tinted glasses on the 11? Or is this 12 Pro actually not quite as smooth? So I consulted uh, the master of Xiaomi's mic and <laughs> said to him, you know, you've got a 12. I think we ordered it at the same time, received it at the same time, this 12 Pro. Uh, but he'd still got his 11. So he could make a non, you know, an objective observation. And he said that, at least on the initial firmware, that this 12 Pro wasn't quite as smooth as the 11. Um, so that and the fact that it really didn't improve on the, sorry, it didn't improve on the 11 at all, really. Apart from being laggier, there was almost no difference. Um, it's still big, heavy, tall. Um, so it had all the bad points, but it didn't have the plus point of just being super you know, slick and and smooth and all the rest of it. So I was a little bit um, non-plus by it. Plus, the camera was still decent. Um, I don't think it necessarily come on from the 11, but it was still... I, I like the um, image quality on the Xiaomi's, uh, especially the ones with OIS. So it was nice, but it didn't have OIS on the two times uh, lens. So that was just all a bit of a disappointment all round. And I know that they're going to come out very soon... Um, imminently with the 12s ultra which will be the essentially the 12 ultra you know what they were going to release it's like they're wrapping it up with the new leica branding and that is probably going to be the uh, 
Xiaomi camera phone to beat. But mm. yeah, the 12 Pro left me cold, so I moved that on pretty quickly. So just to rattle off a few specs, 6.73 inches, 1440 by 3200 pixel screen. 20 by 9 ratio. Yeah, screen was nice uh, in terms of, like, looked nice. Snapdragon Still. 8 Gen 1. Yeah. yeah. 8 gig of RAM. Or oh, there's a 12 gig for the 256 version. I think I did have the 8 gig of RAM one, if that made any difference. Yeah. But I had the 8 gig of RAM one on the Mi 11. F- 50 megapixel cameras. Which are 8K nice. at 24 frames per second. That's Obviously quite a nice one, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, I bet that, that churns through, doesn't it? Uh, no 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Oh, dear. That's... Uh, end of days um i'm I looking at this and it, it, the suggested prices here are, are expensive we're looking at nearly a thousand pounds yes uh, for a phone i think that's the main point that me and mike both got it from aliexpress nice yeah. and cheap not cheap but not a thousand pounds do you know what i mean but if you'd have got the official uk model a thousand i mean that's, mm. it's just not worth that it's uh you know we talk about those budget xiaomi yeah. being incredible and we'll talk about one in a second you know, a 12 Pro for a grand? Nah, definitely Me, not. What was it? I had the, I think it was a Mi 11 Lite, the second gen version That's of it. very nice, yeah. I love the styling of these. And I'm looking yeah. at it now, a nice sort of 3D rendering. And it, they, they all have the same similar design language, like really nice and thin. Uh, they've got that the camera module on the top left as you look at it. Yeah. Uh, they all they all look really really nice, and I like it. And I'm a big fan of uh, MIUI as well. Um, is, am I, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, think... I like it. It's very it's very iPhone esque. Very simple. You don't have to have the app drawer. You can just have everything all on one screen. I, I do enjoy that. So I can see the appeal. I certainly can. But a thousand pounds, there's probably other ones I'd go for. Yeah. I... I think I agree there. I loved the Mi 11 Lite. I had the Mi 11 Lite 5G OG, uh, not the NE, just my yeah, favourite yeah, title yeah. of the phone uh, <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> new edition, mate. New edition. Yeah, the new edition might have been different. But the thing that I didn't like, <laughs> the thing that made me move that on was the haptics. And I've realised that that is a deal breaker. I, you know, I love uh, trying different Android phones. But the thing that makes a real difference to me as to whether I rate it and will hold on to it at all, is the haptics. And I've discovered that because the haptics on the Mi 11 Lite 5G just weren't good enough. They were, they were just so, a tiny bit too twangy. You say haptics. What do, you, what do you mean? Because on my iPhone, I have no haptics on at all, apart from vibrate when it rings. What, what do you mean when you say haptics? So the, the place that it ended up um, annoying me was when you do swipe typing on an Android keyboard. So obviously... I I wouldn't do something so vulgar, but carry on. Yeah, but I mean, they're introducing haptics into the iOS keyboard on the latest version of iOS coming out in the autumn, yeah? It's It's not there at the moment. So the only thing that it does is it plays that little tap noise if you turn that on. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't actually vibrate when you're typing iOS on the stock keyboard. On Android, you can make it so it does, um, which I quite like. And if you use um, let you swipe on the stock Android G board, Google, um, when you finish swiping a, a letter and start swipe, swiping for a new letter, it gives a little pulse. Now, on any Android phone with decent haptics, that's just a nice little punch to say, yeah, I've done that word but on the Mi 11 5 Mi 11 Lite 5G OG, <laughs> any, not any OG yeah okay. then it was more of a twang 
and no matter how many how much how much I fiddled with it, reduced the duration of the haptic and all the rest of it, it just I never got it comfortable. And amazingly, uh, obviously the Xiaomi 12 Pro, absolute flagship, that had very nice um, haptic motor in there, so it was nice and punchy. Not the best, you know, some of the uh, Pixel 3, Pixel 4 have got like probably the best Android punchy haptics. Um, but another Xiaomi, which we'll speak about now, has actually got really good haptics and is the super budget phone, which is the Poco F4. Ah, the stuff dreams are made of, this is phone. This phone. I, so, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at MIUI again on some of these screenshots, and it, it's, it's, it's lovely. It, it's lovely. Can, quickly, before we just move on, one, one thing about the 12, 12 Pro. Um, did you use the fast charging? 120 watts, it says. Is it 120 watt fast charger included? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's so, your thoughts? This is, I'm not going to be able to say much on this because we uh, imported these 12 Pros, so they had the Euro chargers. And normally, if, if a phone comes with a Euro charger, I just leave it on in the box so that I can say that the accessories are unused when I sell it on. Inevitably going to sell it on. I love yeah. getting, getting your ultimate value from these, these handsets, James. Exactly. I don't want to lose uh, too much <laughs> money between buying and selling. So I have separately the Xiaomi 120 watt charger with a uk plug so i used that and then i'd bought the 120 watt usb cable um which i thought was the 120 watt usb cable but i think it was a, a fake because i never got turbo charging off it i mean it's heavy it's like a kettle lead this, so you need USB you cable. so you not only do you need the uh, the actual wall piece you yeah. actually need a sort of industrialized sort yeah. of high voltage cable as well yeah. is that what we're saying yeah you basically need to use the charger and the cable that comes in the box i know that again mike's got the 12 pro and he was lucky with the usb cable that he paired up with his 120 watt charger and his activated the turbo charge no problem um but on the 12 pro unfortunately i only had fast charge now the, the super 120 watt turbocharge great is a great as a addition a additional feature um but it's not something that i'd worry too much about because i tend to just put my phones on charge as i go to bed and pick them up when i wake up so mm, yeah yeah i find most so i do i did like that i did like that with the samsung um, I liked the fact that, I, so as you do, I usually just put the iPhone on like a MagSafe puck overnight, charge it up, jobs are good. At. But um, I was traveling at the same time as having this Samsung and um, I thought I'd mix it up a bit and I wasn't putting it on charge overnight. Um, I was just very ad hoc with my charging. So okay. it, re it really came into its own, the fast charging. Yeah. And, I, and I got to actually sort of use it in anger, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like the... It appeals to me to... I mean, if you're doing the same thing every day, then no, there's absolutely no need whatsoever. But if you're being a bit random and the Mr. Mobile sort of dream life where you never know where you're going to be or what you're doing, it's actually quite nice just to be able to plug it in for 15, 20 minutes and you're almost there. Yeah. Um, I, again, I've, I've just uh, on a quick side note, I, um, I had the car in the garage being um, being fixed and the uh the higher car that i so the loan car was all electric 
And again, uh, I had the experience of having to charge that this week. So just like with the uh, 120 watt fast chargers, I uh, it was a balance of how much does it cost me to charge this car, but how fast can I do it? Because yeah. I didn't I didn't have any infrastructure at home. Um, and I, I tell you what, those fast chargers they're fast on the cars. I think 350 watt uh, miles per per hour charge it was getting up to so these 350 watt oh, wow. um well whatever the they're the super fast chargers yeah. it wasn't a tesla but it was super fast i and, would actually um, want to try it on one of these xiaomi 120 watt chargers and just see how <laughs> fast it would charge that car It'd probably be done in 10 minutes it probably would it'd probably be faster than the thing but I, yeah I, I got like 90 miles of range in 15 minutes so that's how fast it was pumping in on this electric car um, I've got a lot of good things to say about electric, but I'll save that for a, another show. It's the future, I, I predict. I think, that, I think that is a good point, though, in terms of like electric cars and people worrying about you know having to charge them up and all the rest of it. If you can get up 90 miles in 15 minutes, I mean, that's fine, isn't it? Because you're, you're halfway on your journey, you're running a bit low, you're only going to have to stop for 15 minutes. And I know that's like a little bit more than a splash and dash. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, how often do we just wander into the if it, on the motorway? How often do we think, oh, actually, I'll just have a little, you know, I'll go to Sandwich or I'll just have a little wander in the services and see if there's anything in there. Do you know what I mean? I'll go to the toilet or whatever. So, you know, you're in there 15 minutes. So we we lit, we literally had a McDonald's and then we went out and I was like, oh, I didn't expect to charge it that much uh, in that time because I didn't realise how fast it was and. Uh, I mean, they they charge you for that. So just a bit of context, like the seven kilowatt hour per hour chargers, which are the lower ones, they charge you like forty, fifty p per kilowatt hour. Whereas these super fast ones at the at the motorway, they're like sixty nine p a kilowatt hour. So that ninety miles cost me about nine pound fifty. But considering the amount of petrol to get that ninety miles would have been something like twenty pounds worth of petrol, um, it wasn't so bad. So it was like half price. But then again, if I was a monthly subscriber to these ones, it goes down from 69p to 35p per kilowatt hour. So again, that's like £4.50 for 90 miles. So it it's again, it's speed versus cost, but ultimately I think it's it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's definitely the future. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even get a charger installed. I wouldn't even bother. I'd, uh, again, the, the, the garbage where I charged it is literally six, seven miles away. I'd just go dump it there for half an hour, grab a, grab a McDonald's or a sandwich or you know, coffee, and that's me done for the week. I mean, if running around with your phone without a case or a screen protector makes you half a psychopath, getting a electronic car and then refusing to actually install an electronic charger at your home, I think just completes the entire but set. you don't. But you don't have a petrol station at your house, do you, James? I don't know, but then so so why 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 do you how, need electric why do you need electric charger at home? How could I resist just kitting out the house with a charger, which meant that I'd never really have to worry about charging my car? I I, I get that, but again, for I'm guessing for electric cars to become mass market, not everybody is going to be able to have a charger. So this infrastructure needs to be the more petrol station approach. And where I live, I, I think I could I could literally do that. I could take yeah. it twice a week. Drive it to these high high uh, powered chargers, or whatever they call them. Again, that's how new to it I am, and uh, that's fine. Fill it up. I mean, granted, it's going to take a little bit longer than putting uh, a tank full of fuel in, but yeah, you know, I think I, you just like to live on the edge. That's, you know, that's just <laughs> where you are. 
<laughs> I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And they're fast as well, James. They're fast. Yeah. I, so. I know that we're all going to be driving electric cars in the future. So it's just a matter of when is yeah. when I, I th- that transition. I think it's there. I think it's there. Again, the cost can come down a little bit. Definitely. Um, well, a friend of mine got a car, a used car recently and got an electric car for 10 grand. And I just assumed that they secondhand, obviously. Now, I used to think that the entry point of an electric car would be... I don't know why, but I just assumed that it would be much higher than that. Hmm. Um, It'd be interesting to know what sort of, if any, battery capacity you'd lose. Like like an iPhone, you know, are you going to buy a second-hand car with like a 90% battery capacity? Is that fine? How it's, It's a gamble, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that would be the main, one of the main criteria, I guess. Although I think the general, um, what do you want to call it, rule of thumb or general assumption now is that the battery sold, at least with modern electric cars, is at least good enough for the lifetime of the car. You know, it's not something that you have to worry about. Yeah, I think they're, they're over-provisioned, aren't they, a lot of them? Uh, again, and the, uh, let's relate that back to the iPhone battery. That's why our friend Richard, a lot of the time, manages to have a phone for three years and still have a 100% battery, even though he's charged it every day, is because a lot of the time, if they're over-spec, but the calculations, they just... even Let's say it works out it was 110% from the factory, it'll still just show 100%. So he yeah. he might lose 10% over the lifetime of the phone, just like someone going from 100 to 90, but it's yeah. never going to show. No, exactly. It's never going to show yeah, in his yeah. stats. Um, yeah, he's the only man who can get a battery to stay at 100%. <laughs> yeah. But literally, as soon as you take it off charge, it still dies anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's funny. So from one exciting electric device in the electric car to the Poco F4. Go on then. Yeah, let's get back on track. Sorry, that's my fault. I'll uh, I'll own up to that one. So this is the uh, the amazing, um, uh, what is it, sequel to the Poco exactly. F3 that Kev used to love. Exactly. So the Poco F3 was an absolutely incredible phone, really, for, I suppose, two main reasons. One is the screen. It's a beautiful uh, Samsung screen, uh, 1080p. I mean, it's not... It's not, um, you know, top of the range Samsung screen in as much as a, uh, you know, what would be on a uh, Galaxy 22 Ultra. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be quite as amazing as that. It's a 1080p panel, but it is gorgeous for a mid-range phone. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, what they call a Samsung E4 screen. So that's obviously some classification. I don't think I, I don't think we're seeing bad screens anymore. Not not like we used to. You used to get some really True, poor yeah, 720p yeah. LCD panels. But I think even the low end Motorola's are really really nice now. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think we're seeing a bad panel. I think that that was the that was the massive innovation that we saw last year with Xiaomi's phones, where they started piling in. OLED screens into cheaper and cheaper phones where you're getting like real and like this year with the Note 11 I think it was you know pretty maybe not total bottom of the range but really low range phone with a half decent OLED screen on it and it's Mm. like okay this is getting a bit crazy now Um, so yeah the the F4 has got the exact same screen as the F3 so it's a combination of a great screen great um, internals and performance. It's got this um, Snapdragon 870. The F3 and the F4 have got the same um, processor, but when it's this good, do you need to change it every year? Maybe not. You know, so mm. you've got fantastic screen, fantastic internals and performance, 
The one thing that I said of the F3 last year, because it's an amazing phone, and just as an aside, from my point of view, it has great haptics. So for some reason, you've got Xiaomi or Poco, because um, I think they try and distinguish themselves as being a separate entity now. But you've got Poco trying to really cut the price down, because they're churning those F3s out for pretty close to 200 quid do you know what I mean yeah you so got they, a good deal you and Mike didn't you was yeah, it you and Mike not recently I think I got Poco F3 for 210 or 200 quid you know which is an amazing price given how much phone you're getting do you know what mm. I mean so you've got Poco trying to cut everything down to a price to get these things out the door for uh, 200 quid and yet the Poco F3 had great haptics you know so they actually recognized that that was something that they shouldn't um compromise on and now it must have been to do with the fact that they want this to be good for gaming and that they've sensed that having a good haptic motor is a plus for gaming it's not actually something that i can agree with or relate to because i don't do a lot of like mobile gaming um on my phone but obviously poco have decided okay we need the screen we need the um processor and we need good haptics. So you've got all those three things, which is the things that I really value in the F3. So I was thinking, now this is a fantastic phone. But obviously the one thing that they did cut back on was the camera. The camera is pretty, pretty rubbish, basically. <laughs> like no OIS, a bit over-sharpened, a bit over-processed, and just kind of like a bit blur. But you'd totally forgive it because you've got such an amazing rest of the phone. And you say, well, you're not going to be able to get everything in one phone do you know what i mean but i I remember sort of saying the f3 well if they only put ois on the actual camera and that would just make such a difference um so put ois on it and i think i even said at the time you know modernize the look of it you know go with a sort of a flat-sided design and this is what the f4 is you know the f4 is the flat-sided design and ois on the main camera which they've also bumped up to a, a 64 megapixel camera and the camera on their four is now pretty usable. Do you know what I mean? It's they've because it's got the OIS, presumably because it's got the OIS, there's much less sharpening and processing on the image. So the image looks much more natural now. Right. So it's getting pretty close to a pretty fabulous all round phone now. Now I think the one thing that's arguable is that the flat sides arguably makes it slightly less ergonomic. I mean, I really love the flat sides. I love the look of them. Um but I suppose if push comes to shove, I probably would have to accept that the curvier feel in the hand of the F3 is probably a bit better. But uh, I was going to say, are you using these as your main device? Are, are these day-to-day or are these just sat around being play so jobbers? The, the F3 could never really be used as a main device because right. generally speaking, you know, the phone is such a camera for me. You know, and it's not that I'm taking photos all the time. It's just that when I do take a photo, you know, with friends or family or whatever, I want that photo to be as good as possible full stop, which means that pretty much I'm prepared to do anything to have a phone that's got the best camera so that when I take pictures, I'm saving the absolute best memory of that mm. of that moment. And it's, you're always going to be compromising with, a, with an F3. With an F4... Maybe you're getting a little bit further down the line of being acceptable. And certainly if the F4 was your only phone, and I know we always say this, but, you know, for a very cheap price, because I think with a, even on special offer at what we're talking about at launch, the Poco F4 is only sort of 250, 275. 
uh, depending on whether you get the um, 128 or the 256 gig versions, then, you know, this is an amazing amount of phone for the price. I know we said that about the F3, but for the, it's, it's doubly true for the F4. And the things that it, you're missing out on uh, in terms of it being a bit big, you know, there's no miniaturization or anything here. It's, it's fairly utilitarian in terms of its size. The waterproofing, you know, it's IP53, whereas you'd probably expect to get an IP68 on a Samsung or some other flagship. And the only other one that I can think of for me is the fact that it's got USB-C 2 rather than USB-C 3. So if you're transferring, obviously they don't have SD cards anymore. So if you're transferring files to and from, you're putting a whole bunch of MP3s on or whatever, then that's going to be a little bit slow on this compared to if you're doing it again on a Samsung or something. People are using these as main devices, though. Uh, that that Mi, uh, Mi 11 5G Lite NE, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. That, that I, I really liked that. I really liked that. That was easily something i could i mean i'm not a phone snob james i'm not a phone snob i'm quite uh, quite able to use most stuff do you know what i mean mm. um i don't know i i think we're at a point now where everything's everything's pretty good everything's pretty good yeah no i completely agree the final point on the f4 which i think some people are interested in is for some reason poco um they uh, they restrict the default launcher so that the Google feed is really jerky. Right, okay. There's absolutely no need for it. And they've had this, if you want to call that a bug, they've had this bug for uh, years. So you scroll left on a Poco and you sort of flick down to scroll through the little articles on the Google feed. And I still use the Google feed all the time. I really kind of want that on my phone over and above anything else in terms of launcher. That's a bit weird, really. You know, it's a Google-specific thing. And uh, it on the Pocos, if you want a smooth Google feed, you need to use a third-party launcher. And if you use a third-party launcher, you can't use um, gestures. So not a problem for me. I don't mind the three-button interface at the bottom. Um, but, you know, if someone is looking for uh, a phone that they can use gestures on, then, yep, yeah, fine, the Poco's great. But the Google feed is going to be a bit janky. It, it, it worked. It's just janky. It... Uh, you know, you'll scroll and it'll stop and load some more and then you'll scroll some more and it'll stop and it'll load some more. And, and the actual scrolling itself is, I don't know, five frames a second rather than 120 frames a second. Mm. Now, I've got no idea why Poco aren't addressing that because it's not the case on a MIUI launcher. That's smooth as butter on a, you know, on a decent phone if you scroll through the um, the Google feed. So why they've chosen to leave that bug in there, I don't know, but it's something that uh, needs calling out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's next on your Xiaomi, this, Xiaomi, Xiaomi, whatever we're Xiaomi's, calling them? The final Xiaomi to talk about is the 12X. Right. So, okay. Wait one second. I'm Googling. I'm yeah. Googling. The 12X. Okay, here we go. So I think the 12X was announced at the same time as the 12 Pro, uh, but I didn't get it at the time I got the 12 Pro because I thought, well, Let's get the top of the range one. I loved the Mi 11 so much, so I wanted to get the one that was the next generation of it. Um, but I did always have like a little look at this 12X because it looked quite nice. Um, and I've got it now. Uh, and it's basically a Mi 11 or a Mi 12 a Mini. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, a little shrunk down Mi 11 or Mi 12. And it is the cutest thing you'll ever see. In terms of size, because I wasn't quite sure how different it was going to be. And it's dramatically different from the... Because um, for the Mi 11 and the Mi 12, I would just say that they're too big. 
but right. for the 12x definitely not it's, it's a brilliant size it's pretty much getting on for the perfect size imagine a samsung s10e right and then give it a little bit more height but the rest of the dimensions are pretty much the same so quick specs we're looking at uh, size is 6.28 so 1080 by 2400 pixels, 50 megapixel camera, 8 or 12 gigabytes of RAM, 4500 hour milliamp, sorry, 4500 milliamp hour battery, uh, 120 hertz screen, of course, Snapdragon 875G, um, fast charging, 67 watts, it says, uh, same design language as all the others. Looks very nice indeed. And Android 11? Is it coming with 12? Let's have a little check on that, because obviously you never know what version of Android these things are. Yeah, it are. says Android 11, MIUI 13, but again... Yeah, it's actually on Android 12, MIUI 13, so... GSM Arena's out then. Out. So this has oh, got... Dear me. It's got maze security. Some people worry about that, worry too much about that. But the thing about it is... You know, for instance, as we just mentioned about the Poco launcher, the Google feed on it is smooth as silk, uh, which meant that I've kept the um, gestures on it, which is really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. It is just, it is as far, it feels as fast as the Mi 11, but it's pretty much, it certainly feels smoother and faster than the 12 Pro, and that's saying something. Um, and I wasn't sure how this 870 was going to perform, albeit it's in the F3 and the F4, but when you shrink it down into the phone, it's just, it's just so fast and lovely and of course because it's the 870 rather than the snapdragon 8 gen 1 it doesn't overheat battery lasts forever the interesting thing is i have used the uh, i took the charger out so i wanted to check whether it was just the electrics in my house that was preventing a quick charge so i used the charger admittedly with an eu adapter going into a uk plug thing um and it charges at 67 watts so nice fast charging I don't think you really need much more than that. I mean, that's plenty, isn't it? Where are you? Where? Where's? What's your stance on fast charging then at the moment? Do you think it's detrimental to the battery? Would you rather not do it, or are you really not bothered at this point in time? I suppose we have to trust uh, that these guys know what they're doing. And generally, mm-hmm. when, whenever it comes to batteries, my theory is use the phone exactly as you want to use it exactly as the um, manufacturer has designed it. And if you run into battery problem, well, that's... Get a new one. Well, get a new one. Either get, yeah. a new, get a new phone or get, no, well, get, just a, get new a new battery. battery. Yeah. I mean, all these manufacturers offer new battery replacements. Yeah. We, just never, we just never do it. I mean, granted, we never have the phone long enough. Yeah. But I've had Apple batteries. I mean, what's better? Okay, you've got an iPhone 11 and you, you can upgrade to an iPhone 13 for... You know, a thousand pounds, or you can change the battery Absolutely. for seventy nine pounds. If you more than most people, that would be fine because they're not all about the phone yeah. like we are. And that's exactly what I did with the iPhone ten and the iPhone eleven. I didn't upgrade to uh, the XS or the twelve. I just the changed. XS. I like the way you yeah, I like the way you said that. Well, it's the iPhone. Is it the X or the iPhone ten? And then it's like the XS. I don't know. Ten S. Ten S. I kind of interchange them at will you know <laughs> but yeah i just upgraded i just changed the uh, battery out and was good to go again yeah no I, i've done that again usually I'm, I'm handing a iphone down to uh the the children or anything like that i get i mean um the daughter's got a iphone 11 at the moment I, that will do her forever 
pretty much the spec on that phone. Um, it's fine for everything she does. It's probably going to be supported for a few more years, and I'll just put a new. I'll just get a new battery put in yeah. for the cost of it, and and she'll be she'll be more than happy. It, it's not about the phone to her. It's about what she can run on it. As long as it's supported and it, it runs it, it it could it could be anything really. Yeah. And because you know that an iPhone is going to get good software support, as long as you've got a glass screen protector or you know a decent screen protector on it, so that it doesn't get smashed up, and you <laughs> change the yeah. battery every eighteen months, two years, they can go for a long time. Exactly. So that one will probably go to her brother, and she'll get the next one. She's she's fortunate. I mean, in the queue of hand-me-down devices, she's at, she's at the top because her brother's younger. So mm. she gets the better room, and she also gets the better. Better iPhone, so he's just got to make do with the crap, basically. Wow. He, he'll get the iPhone 11 in like the next 10 years, isn't it? Dems the brakes, <laughs> I think they are. Some, uh, some people say. It's all about being the youngest, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's the that's the Xiaomi 12X. Really, really nice. And, you know, I sort of mentioned whether a phone could be a main phone. Well, an Android could be a main phone, I suppose. The Pixel 5, definitely. Um, I've used that as my main phone for periods of time and and no problem with that at all and i really reckon that this 12x is a contender as well i really mm. do the just a quick one on the camera because obviously it's the same camera as the 12 pro for the main sensor so it's really good you know as expected for a xiaomi nice natural uh, image processing none of the little toys that i do i am really used to now using on the iphone so i find that i use that macro focus a lot in terms of like photographing little bits of text um and also just little things like um like when i was like wiring stuff up if i just dangle the iphone behind a a cupboard and just take a photo i know that the image that comes out of that is going to be perfect and i can use it to determine what i was looking for and i've never had that level of trust with any other camera do you know what i mean so whilst you've not it's not going to be an iphone camera it's definitely a good camera in it do you know what i mean why so so just so we're all in no doubt what is what phone are you using as your main phone at the moment so my main phone is the 13 pro iphone 13 pro okay so why why is it you can't move away from my the iphone I don't think I'd necessarily want to. I mean, okay. it's... Um, do, you, do you not even sort of say, right, for this week, I'm just going to do this just for something different? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's fair. Well done. <laughs> but uh, It's nice for a change. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, you know, I honestly think that this is... I might even try it, you know. Is that an ecosystem thing, though? That's that's the that's where we're at, really. Well, yeah, I don't Hard, hardware's great, isn't it? But we're stuck with ecosystem. But I'm always conscious of ecosystem. Do you know what I mean? So um, I've never got anything in... Well, I've got the odd bit and bob in Apple Notes, but all of my actual notes that I want to actually use is in Google Keep. Right. All my emails and email. Um, I just try and avoid using the uh, Apple only software as much as possible or I, I make sure that if i'm using it i'm using it you know a spot use rather than a use that i'm going to want to rely on more widely across multiple devices yeah see whereas i'm stuck and every time i try and make an android or a samsung work i'm stuck without things like the 1500 notes i've got in apple notes or i'm i'm making my email work to be fair email's pretty easy yeah. my icloud email address is it's here and there, really. Yeah, so I think uh, email, contacts, 
all that kind of stuff for calendar that's all fine in terms of calendars yeah it's harder than what you think calendar with apple it's not are you using icloud calendar yeah that's the thing you you can but it's it's not amazing (laughs) it's not it's not without its challenges Mm. let's just say that Mm. it's uh yeah, but again, I don't, I don't use Google. Well, I have a Google Gmail, but uh, for YouTube, but that's about it. Um, so I sort of went down the Apple route, didn't I, many years ago, and just threw threw my everything in with them. I would not. I would consider trying to diversify my uh, platform if I were you, in terms of trying to uh, get stuff into things that where you can be a bit more flexible so that i can you, you know the icloud plus where they will um you can use your own domain as your email now yeah 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 i tried that as well so i'm you they're hosting my domain for me it's not oh, what i thought God. it it's not what it's not what i thought it would be though to be fair i thought that i could use my domain and everybody in my family group could uh, take advantage of that yeah but but they can't oh. it's just me yeah so that's what i do with g suite or whatever it's called, G Apps. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what I did as well with, with G Apps. But I thought iCloud offered me it's part of the iCloud Plus that I already pay for. I thought, okay, let's uh, let's get it in there, and uh, so we'll give each of the family members a a custom email. But it doesn't work like that. It would appear. I think it doesn't work. Like I'm too scared to do anything with my G Suite because I'm still on this free version that they. Luckily, because I was so lazy to actually get around to moving it off anywhere, they've now. Uh, they've now accepted that there's going to be still be a free version of um, Google Apps or G Suite, whatever it is, uh, for custom domains. So I'm still on there. But yeah, I wouldn't want to move anything around just in case I wasn't able to get back into the state that I'm in now. Yeah, yeah. You, you, they're probably w- uh, wishing that people like you would disappear. So yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah, having said I'd... that, when they said that they were going to start charging for it, obviously people did start disappearing. And that's why they said... Well, okay, we'll we'll maintain the free service, or at least I think probably what happened was that the cost of supporting people changing and moving and flipping between accounts was probably costing them money that they thought actually this is going to cost us more money than we're going to generate. We'll just let them carry on being uh, free users. They're not using much resource. Yeah, there's got to be some benefit as well, though. If if everybody if they were all a bit upset about everyone sort of disappearing there must have been some benefit from having them if they've said sort of tried to stem the tide of people leaving yeah. i think every sort of tech youtube in the world decided to go to fastmail didn't they yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go to fastmail go i i've used fastmail for that exact use a long time ago and it's totally fine but you know, it's not Gmail. No, I, I tried it and it, it's not amazing. I don't like these, the ones that try and tie you into their custom email client. Yeah. If I'm going to be in an email client, I'd rather be in Apple's email client. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's good to, I mean, if, you, if you're getting it supplied by, a, you know, one of the big players, you'd hope that you'd get good support and a good experience. But I suppose this experience with Google where they threatened to take away the service and Google is not unknown for taking away services, is a bit of a warning that actually being a bit flight of foot and moving things around from time to time may be not such a bad idea. Yeah, as I said, there must be some value to it because otherwise they would have tried to... They they wouldn't be bothered about everyone leaving. I mean, surely that's what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So So anyway, it's a happy end to the story that, um, yeah, a story which I took no action and ended up, I think, okay. Yeah. I don't even know how we got onto this bit of the conversation, yeah. but we've done uh, very remarkably well. We have. Cool. So we have spent an hour discussing 
a lot of Android phones there, but I think that that's been good to get back into the saddle. Yeah, we've done. Uh, we we can't be called Apple exclusive by any stretch of the imagination. It's <laughs> true, and I think we should have cleared away. There should be no more Android phones to discuss when we next uh, meet. Although there might be sort of seven or eight Xiaomi's that have come along in the meantime. I was going to say, you're telling me that you're not going to have bought some new uh, Chinese phones. I can't, I can't promise that to be honest. But we'll see. <laughs> no, brilliant. So okay, well, uh, it's been great talking, and uh, we'll we'll uh, be back shortly. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, cheers, Dave. Have a good one. See you in a bit, James. Bye. Cheers. Bye.